afternoon. Before I came in here, I was in my office and I was going through the schedules, seeing what's happening coming up in the next few weeks. Then I realized next week we're having graduation for our kindergarten school st students. I saw some of them here. Um, and uh, it reminded me a story of this one church whereby the priest kind of Father Trout, the pastor, think of Father Trout in this story. So the priest goes to this graduating class. Of course, they're all small kids. And they're taking pictures with everyone, class picture. So the pastor sits in the middle and they take the picture. So then at the end of the day, he tells the students that make sure all of you get a copy of this and keep them. They say, I ask him why. He says, well, I want you to look at this picture 30 years from now and say, oh, this is Mary. She's a doctor. Oh, this is John. He's a lawyer. And as he's going on, I'm not saying about this is this, this is this. A voice from the back says, and this is for that trout, our pastor. He's dead. <laughs> but when we know we come to our life today, we realize that the life we have is a gift. And this gift is meant to be shared. The church through generations has been, I don't say growing, but growing in awareness of their mission in the world. In the first reading from the Acts of Apostles, we see this very younger church faced with a crisis. Because the first 15 to 20 years, the church was dominantly Jewish. All the, all the Christians were all, were all Jewish. So, but once the persecution began, they began spreading out and starting on churches in Ephesus, in Corinth, all these churches, Antioch. So the church left being Jewish dominantly to Gentile. So as it's usually like everywhere else, what happens? Some of the Jew Christians go around telling these Christians that they must observe the Mosaic law. Other than that, they're not saved. So now the church is very young, it has this crisis. One, one group is telling them, you must be circumcised. You have to follow all the, the, the dietary tra traditions and restrictions. You have to wash your hands, all these customs. They say, we don't need to do that. So there's a crisis between the church. What does Paul do and Barnabas? They go to Jerusalem, which is the mother church. They call upon all the apostles, the elders, and everyone. They discuss what's happening. What they did, they called upon the Holy Spirit to guide them. They said, let us pray and listen to the Holy Spirit so that we may know where the church is being led. And after many days of prayer, they come to an agreement and says, non-Jews are not supposed to go observe all these customs. So we see how the problem was resolved. The church came together as one listening to the Holy Spirit. It doesn't matter how old you are. And as long as you are in the church, the church is for all of us. No one owns the church. Not the Pope, not the Cardinal, not the priests, and definitely not the ushers. The church is for all of us. God calling us, listening to him. And in fact, this is what Pope Francis is trying to, uh, to bring us to realize. That the church is for all of us, listening together to the Holy Spirit, and then knowing where he's guiding us to. So in the first reading, we see once the church did that, they, they say they sent a delegation to Antioch to tell them, 
this is what you are to do with this hand. And then there was great rejoicing. That's this, the peace that comes from God. That's what we see in the gospel now. Jesus, before he dies, the night before he's betrayed, he's saying goodbye to his disciples. Now they realize that he's leaving them. And of course, definitely, sadness comes in. All of us, we know that we human beings would develop attachments to places and to individuals and people, our family members, our friends. We get so much attached. And sometimes it's hard for us to say goodbye. Those of you, those of us who have lost relatives or very close relatives, kind of parents, siblings, we know how hard it is to let go, the pain it comes with. So when Jesus tells his disciples he's leaving, this sadness comes into the room. But then tells them, I am not leaving you as orphans. He says the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will come. What is he going to do? He says, he's going to remind you everything I taught you. The first work of the Holy Spirit is to remind us who we are and our mission. And the second is to teach us. So this Sunday, as we prepare, we know next Sunday will be the Ascension, the following Sunday will be the Pentecost. Let us grow as a church. Remind ourselves that we're not just the building, we are the people, we are the church. And all of us, we have the Holy Spirit to discern the voice of God. I always say that wherever you see our world messed up, look into the church. The trouble in the church, they end up into the world. When the church is divided, the world will be divided. When the church is filled with chaos, the world will be filled with chaos. Because God dwells within us and wants us to go out with his peace into our world. Let us all, both of us, all of us, discern and ask yourself, where is the Spirit leading you as a person in your spiritual life? And where is the Spirit leading us together as a church? Because on this journey, we don't walk it on our own. We walk it together, side by side. The journey of our life, the journey of our faith. The future belongs to those who save the world, not to those who conquer the world. That's Louis Pasteur. Let us ask God's grace today to know where the Spirit is blowing us and also to be open. It may be challenging, it's okay. We may be afraid of facing it. In the end, we know that's God's will and we have to embrace it. Doesn't matter how old your son is, your daughter is, everyone has something to contribute because each one is unique with special gifts and the Holy Spirit. Let us listen to them, no matter how small they are, no matter how unimportant they may sound, because in that, God still uses them. The Lord be with you.